Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Let's pray. Father, what a blessing it is to be in your house tonight. Speak to our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. You may be seated, please. How to develop your ability to preach and teach. How to develop your ability to preach and teach. You realize that this is for like a pastor's conference. And our church is full of pastors. And so these messages are normal. So we've been talking about shepherding. Because if we are the Good Shepherd Church, then everybody should know about shepherding. What do you think? Shepherding is no longer a message for a few good men. I said, shepherding is not a message for a few good men. But shepherding is a message for everybody who calls themselves uh, members and part of this great Good Shepherd Church. Everybody should know shepherding. Everybody should understand shepherding. Everybody should be involved in shepherding. And everybody must be talking and, and leading and, 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 and um, what, engaging people about shepherding. And so we've spoken about a few points how and you can be a shepherd. And you realize that once you have the desire, it, it can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you have the desire, you should, it shouldn't be a difficult thing at all. It is some people don't have the desire that they have all kinds of things to say. You know, if you don't have the desire for somebody, say, so, oh, you know, I had to go to Burbies, and then from there, you know, me mother call me, and if that's why I forget. No, it's not true. There was no desire. When people have long stories about things, forget about it. There was no plan. There was no desire. There was no agenda about getting into something. Are you with me? And so, if we are now, and we have started quite a number of um, small group fellowships, and um, I think that one of the most important things really is to learn how to preach and to teach. Amen. So since it was um, it's Honey's birthday, she wanted to sing for everybody. You don't want anybody to sing today. So... We said, okay, no problem, girl. Must sing all the songs you want to sing. And that's a birthday gift for the Lord. I have to say thank you to the Lord. Yeah, we're going to have a concert very soon. Wow. We can have a concert, I tell you. We have singers, we have songs. Why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll bring back uh, Rich House. Yeah. From retirement. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you know Ray Charles. Uh, 
So, there are two ways. There are two things as we talk about how to develop your ability to preach and to teach. The first way is saying nothing but God making it look impressive or making it look effective. Should I say it again? I say the first when we talk about how to develop your ability to preach and teach. Many times, what we say doesn't make sense, but it's God who makes the thing look something to the person who's listening. You didn't read? You didn't even understand what you read? You are just talking gibberish before the people? You are repeating yourself? You are repeating yourself about ten times. That is, what, what, that is one aspect of what we do. Yeah. But you realize that the people say, oh, I went to Bible study. And then they come again next, next Thursday. Oh, it, it, it is gone. It's supernatural. Because you didn't say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that aspect is there. All right. And there's this other aspect also that you learn how to do it. You get into it deeply. You find out. You learn. You follow. You research. Sometimes you even stand in front of the mirror when you're at home. That Thursday is coming. Let me stand in front of the mirror and, and let me try and... It's like acting. There are some people who can act without going to acting school. But some people, you have to go to acting school. It's like dancing. Sometimes you say that you like the dance, but the dance doesn't like you. It's like that. Yeah, something I get. You can't even dance something I get. <laughs> so there's a second part that you can learn. You can learn how to do it. Because this thing of, uh, how do you call it? A, a brother, 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 something. You say, there's something you said earlier. A brother. A brother, a brother, something like that. A brother, a brother. A brother, a How do you know this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, you, you can't rely on that for a very long time. You see, a point comes where God says, Charlie, I can't help you anymore. <laughs> you, should, you should try and learn something. Oh, yes. A time comes where God says, Hey, this, it's not fair. I've been, I've been carrying you for a long time. Let me go and carry somebody too. So you have to learn how to preach. Learn how to teach. Because after a while, it will be no more grace and it will be no more a wave that you are surfing on. Are you with me? The first one is good. It's to encourage you. It's to let you know, you know, to let you know that you know what? You can do it. 
It's not difficult. If you give yourself to it, it can work. Look at you. Ah, you are not bad after all. I love you. I love you. It's not only for you know, some holy people. You are also, it, it, it is a face of encouragement. After the face of encouragement, you got to now say, you know what? You have to appreciate how God has kept you uh, uh, in that circle that you have three people. Three people who come and go, don't learn nothing, but they come and they go. You ask them, how was, how was the meeting? They said, the meeting was good. And you yourself know that the thing wasn't good. <laughs> Are there Christians in the church tonight? Yeah, I'm saying that all of that is good. There's nothing wrong about that. But you can't rely on that for a long time. In fact, it is, it is the second part that makes people not even try the first part. Because there are some people that say, you know what? I don't want to put one leg in the church and one leg outside. I want to come and come fully into church. There's nothing like that. Because most people in church is one, one foot in, one foot outside anyway. Many people are like that. But there are people who think they, they, they want to have things in a correct way. But, you see, but in their lives, they don't have it. It's the church that they bring that thing to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the church they bring that, oh, you know what? I don't want to be one foot in the church. And one, I, want to, I want to, everything has to be together. I want to come when I come, I come fully. There's nothing like fully. Especially when you think that you come fully. You, you can't decide how, you, you know what fully is. Your fully and your completeness and your readiness, it is relative. That is not the same as God's fully. Do you know what fully means when it comes to God? So it is that kind of, it is, it is, it is a very de- it's deceptive they, they tend to come over like they are very genuine and it is true I mean because it's like you don't want to be in a church and then you are doing something on the side and you are coming to the church it looks like you are deceiving yourself isn't it and so as for that everybody understand that thing that when you do that it's not so nice yet 90% of the people in the church are like that oh yes so when they speak like that, they seem to appeal to many people as, oh yeah, if that's true. In fact, if you are coming, you come. If you don't come, you don't come like that. But those who think like that, they never come. They never come. They hardly come. Because as far as and as long as they are out of the church, they will never feel complete to come. It is very difficult for such people to really come to church and, and commit themselves. People who speak like that, you, 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 can, you can mark it somewhere. They never try. They never come. So it is that mindset, that kind of perfectionist mindset that doesn't make people try the first one. But the first one is good. God actually, I mean, is happy that you, you, you believe that you, you can do it even though you don't feel qualified, you didn't go to seminary, you don't know a lot about the Bible. And you see, that, that's so, Bishop, you know, I don't know so much about the Bible. But who, who knows much about the Bible? You can never know much about the Bible. It's a very mysterious book. So the little we know, that's what we use. Now, if you decide to go and sell food by the roadside, 
Do you know everything about catering? That's what making you go and start food, food business on the side. Eh? Do you know about financial management? Do you know about tax? NIS? Pay as you earn? Do you know about all those things? All that you guys, you get a caravan, you get a table, you cook a few chow mein, you go and put it there, and then you sell. Why don't you tell yourself that? Oh, me, I don't know a lot about food and nutrition. And so, even though I have this idea, I don't want to do it. Why don't you say that to yourself? <laughs> Why don't you say that to yourself? No, you don't say that. You don't know. Uh, you see, it's just all hypocritical. Yeah. You don't know a lot about women, but you, you want a girlfriend and you have a girlfriend. And when we tell, we tell you leave the girlfriend, you don't leave the girlfriend. You don't know anything about women. You don't know womanology. Nothing about womanology, you know. Many people drive car, they don't know anything about car. <laughs> he said, Charlene is smiling. They don't know anything about car. I remember, I remember many years ago, uh, uh, Sister King, after church at Hebron, she said, Reverend, please, I see a light on my dashboard. I've seen this light for a long time. Please. Can you tell me what this light is? So, you remember? So, after church, I went with her. It was, a, it was a CRV. I went with her, and she sat in the car. I sat in the car, and she turned the, the key. Then I saw everything went back off, off. And then the gas gauge. The gas, the light for the gas, that the gas is finishing. That was the light that, that stood on. I said, Sister King, you, God loves you. <laughs> because... Your car would have left you in the middle of nowhere. It's your gas that is burning. Your gas is burning. <laughs> yeah. Many women, not even women alone, many men, you jump into the car, as long as it starts, you move. <laughs> if you ever when G, G got a car, a few months later, he saw his brake light on. It was on, it was on. I said, oh, I have a mechanic, go and then let him check for you. He went to the mechanic, checked. And he said, you know what? I can, have you changed the oil? And this, this. he said, no, he's not done it. Said, okay, you know what? Bring it. I'll change this, 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 this and then this, 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 and then I'm sure it will go. And he said, how much? He said, 60,000. He said, later, I'll come later. <laughs> 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 no, that's why many people drive cars like the car if it was a human being would have been dead and buried in the cemetery I tell you <laughs> oh yes that is why they used to sell me I, I, I actually like the APNU rule that they shouldn't bring in any old tire because the old tires, that's what make you buy one tire for $1,000 and you can along your way. It's a bad way of driving, managing a vehicle. <laughs> Two for a thousand tire. That somebody has thrown it away. You have gone to take it out and put it on your vehicle. Because, because you, don't, you don't know. You don't know. 
you, you don't even know tire pressure. The vehicle you are driving, what is the tire pressure that your vehicle should have? Is it 10? Is it 20? Is it 35? Is it 40? What is the tire pressure? All you drive is, when the tire goes down, say, let me go put in some air. You put in the air, when the, the, the flatness go, that's it, you're good. You don't even know the pressure. <laughs> Maybe you are 45 pounds going, uh, going to your tire, which makes it a dangerous car. You see, if the tires have different pressure, you can easily get into an accident. But how many of us know these things yet we drive? That when you get a car, you're so happy. Bishop, you come and pray for a car for you. God is good. Meanwhile, when the radiator water even finishes, you know you know. So, I'm saying all of this to say that we are very hypocritical when it comes to the church and preaching and when the pastor or God says you should do something. You always have an excuse if it's offering you say how, how you can't give all that you have because you have some things but if somebody was to give all that they have to you you, you would be very happy you say God is good you come and share a testimony so the first is very, very good. And God really appreciates those who don't know anything much, have not even been around so long, don't feel that confident. But they say, you know what? Bishop says he's looking for 100 people to do small groups. I, am, I will just join. I don't know anything, but I will join. God loves people like that. There are people who don't know how to drive, but if you give them a vehicle, they'll drive. They are so happy that they don't say, oh, I, I, I can't, you know, motorbike, I can't. I mean, for all, my, for all my life and my years, I have, I don't think I have really uh, driven a, a motorbike before. I don't think, maybe just some small thing, but to, I mean, seriously go on a motorbike. I've not done that. I've been driving for as long as some of you have been alive. You can motorbike right now. I will have to take my time to learn and to know how to move around. But some of you, you think Kia is easy. Even if you don't know, they say, oh, you, you're going to drive. You say yes. True or false? <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> you don't know how to move, move the car, but you, you've, you've sat in a car, you see people drive. So you see, in your head, it's easy. Then when you sit in the car and you're driving, you realize that the car is going to the left. It's going to the left. <laughs> and you're wondering, why is the car going to the left all the time? Yeah. Then you start talking about people when you should talk about yourself. Why is the man coming so close to me? Why is he coming so close to me? Why is he so behind me? Why is the man behind me so fast? Because <laughs> you are driving slow, that's why the man is behind you so close. <laughs> oh gosh, they will even wait for the light to come green and they are blowing on you. When the, when the light turns green, you don't move. But none of us will be honest enough to say, you know what, man, this thing I can't. No, 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 no. 
you rather take it, drive it, and crash it. It's true. Yeah. So when you bring that into God, God says, wow, the guy is being honest. So after a while, you need to learn how to develop your ability to preach and to teach. Many, many, many pastors never develop it. Because there are so many places you go, you will not even enjoy the food you are eating there. Are you with me? The first thing you should do, the first thing to do, if you are going to develop your ability to preach and to teach, is to preach or teach out of your heart. That's how many people preaching from a book is boring. Why? Because when you preach from, and that, that's so, we are going to move to listen to messages and preach the message. Because when you, when you listen to a message and preach a message, at least you sit down and listen to something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and unconsciously, something from the voice, from the message, affects you. Unconsciously. But when we say, we give you the book, and say, oh, preach chapter one. It's so boring. Many people can't preach from a book. It's a good point to explain. Many people can't preach from a book. Because when you say preach from a book, they are going to talk about everything, everything, everything. All to every point, everything, step by step. But when I'm preaching from a book, it can be just one sentence for the day. That's how many people say, oh, why? Why can't I not preach? Why is it? Why do you have to preach from a book? It's because you don't know how to preach from a book. <laughs> so I say, how to develop your ability to preach or teach? Now, one preach or teach out of your heart. Remember, this material is for it's for pastors or people who run churches. <laughs> it's not everybody who run churches who even understand some of the things we talk about. So, for example, we are doing this um, training for churches on leadership. And I think I've done. I've done one so far, but with my experience of going around and some of the pastors saying, oh, we won't have a leadership session tomorrow morning and things like that, I have realized that the Guyanese way of leadership is not the, the, the type of leadership I know. point I'm making is that's how many people can't preach from the book effectively because you have to know your congregation. And if I'm going to preach to leaders somewhere, one of the major things is, do these people read their Bible? Do they even believe in the Bible? Is, is the Bible the, 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 the only form of authority that runs their life? Is that the truth? It's not going to stand in front of a congregation and do show and ah, shh. Prophetic worship. There's not that. It's, do, do you understand the Bible when you read it? That's leadership. You can't teach anybody something if you don't understand it. That's why the first point is preach or teach out of your heart. Out of your heart. The scripture here is Psalm 130 and verse 1. Psalm 130. And verse 1. 
psalmist says, I cried unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord. There are different types of crying. You. <laughs> PJ, it's not a different type of crying. I'm sure if I ask you, how many types of cry do you know? At least I can give you two or three. <laughs> oh, yeah. The scripture says, can you give me the New Living Translation? Let me see. I have cried unto the Lord. This is how you learn to preach. If you are learning. I'm not reading the full scripture because I want to make a point. And I hope that as I am doing this, you are not just writing point number one, but you are writing, wow, when Bishop explained this verse, he started from the back and he went to the front. Ah, that's something to note. That's somebody who's learning. I'm sure some of you, you have point one and there's nothing else in your notes. You would never know how to preach. Give me back my King James. Let me teach the people how to preach and teach. <laughs> I just give you a point. My point is that I preach or teach out of your heart. And the verse, the scripture says, I have cried unto thee, O Lord. Why do you think I'm reading the verse like that? I'm teaching something. That is why when you go to a teacher training and you are going to finish, they, they do, um, what do you call it? Is it? What they, they come and watch you. What does they, do they call it? Teaching practice. And then the, some of the uh, teachers or lecturers, they come to watch you teach. They, they come to your school and assess you. Once you're teaching, they are setting now like students. Yes, and they have their mark. They have their mark scheme and they're marking you. They're marking. So, if you are preaching and I come and sit down, which I will, I will start doing. I will see whether you are reading the scripture from back to front. No, I, I want to help you do this thing you're doing better. So, I have to come and sit down. And don't say that bishop has come. I am no bishop. I came to join your small group. I am a first timer. <laughs> I have to come and get things to teach you and talk to you about because I, I, as, as far as I'm, un- I'm concerned uh, you, you preach very powerful I just want to come and assess how powerful you preach <laughs> if somebody let it something yeah. I have cried Unto thee, O Lord. I'm saying that. When somebody says, I have cried unto thee, there are types of crying. When you see people preaching and teaching, there are times of preaching and teaching. There are some that is not coming from even the throat. It's coming from the, the tongue. There are some tears that are fake tears. We call them crocodile tears. <laughs> and the people who are experts in t- 
types of tears are women. A woman will cry for nothing. A woman will cry for something. A woman will cry out of nothing. <laughs> All for something. So when a man does not know the types of cries, then when the man sees water flowing down the cheeks of her, his wife, the man's whole world stops. And the woman says, I get he. I get he. I get he. I get he. Then the woman realizes that. Oh, okay. I know. Next time, tears running. The, the tears is not coming from. It, there are types of, of, of intercourses too. There are intercourses that people don't feel anything. They may be your wife, they may be your husband, they don't feel anything. You are a child, you don't know. You are, you are novice, you don't know. <laughs> when you see a woman cry please take the tear go to the lab and yeah. test it <laughs> Epson you have a test tube we will test, we will test the tears in the test tube yeah no, don't let it dry as it's coming take a, take a, a small cup and fetch some tears. I said, Sweetie, I come in just now. Hold up. Hold up. Cry, cry some more. I come in. And you go, and maybe you go and Google it or something and test the tears and find out, and find out where is the tears coming from? <laughs> if you get a chemical substance and test the tear, maybe when it turns yellow, you say, Ah, no, 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 no. There's no good tears. We're in business. Yeah. If it turns red, it's a, oh, this one is serious. This is serious. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. If you are a novice, if you are a novice with women when you marry, then, you, then every tear will move you. Yeah. yeah. When Eli saw Hannah cry. He said, girl, you, you, you drink too much drink. Uh, uh, alcohol. <laughs> too much alcohol. <laughs> too much uh, wine. Yeah. No, Eli, 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 Eli was a, an experienced man. He realized that some people could do, and it doesn't mean anything. So when he saw her, the first thing he said, Get rest yourself, okay? Behave yourself. Don't drink too much wine. I start to say, Sir, it's not the wine. But this thing here is coming from. You say what? Uh, 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 but I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor drink, but have poured out. It means that the, the, at least there are two types of pouring out here one from the soul and one from the eyes. Coco, yes, yes, yes. We know you people. 
Yeah, over the years. Remember? Puppy, there's something called crocodile tears. You see? In the movies, when people cry, you think they are sad? It's you money they're looking for. And they want your money. They want the movie to sound so nice and emotional that you pay and go watch. That cry, give me my scripture, Psalm 130. That cry is not from where the psalmist saying his cry is coming from. It's true. When a man is not experienced, and a woman cries. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. I'm coming just now. I'm coming just now. Well, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Baby, don't worry. I'll fly. I look, look for a plane right now. Fly and come to where you are. Yeah. Better airlines. <laughs> he says. I have cried unto the Lord out of the deepest, the depths, the depths of me. I have cried. It is coming from my inside. It means that there are things that are preaching and teaching that can come from the inside. And that's the type of preaching you should learn to preach and teach. Oh, yes. This, as much as it is very important and might take time, you have to work at it. Because you have to, you will have to be allowing yourself, your soul, to receive preaching and teaching, to receive word, receive Bible reading, you have to open yourself up to to messages and, and the things of God so that whenever you are talking, it's not because somebody said that is why the seven sons of Sceva, they said that when they went to cast the devil and the demon said, Jesus I know, Paul I know. He said the people had gone to cast out the devil not from the deepest part of them. They, they didn't even believe. They didn't even understand what it is. And they just went to try and exercise power. You cannot. It comes from deep. The, you, the, how deep you allow yourself to go into God. It, that's how deep you can minister to people. And you say, when you do it, you like, so when you do it, the people will feel. They, they'll feel you. They'll feel the vibes. You don't need instruments. You don't need microphone. They'll feel, they'll, they'll feel that what you are saying is true. They'll keep coming and they'll bring other people. You'll be surprised. That's because the thing is, the cry is coming from the inside of you. You are talking about a God you know, you love, a God you have experienced, a God who has not failed you yet, a God who is true, a God who is righteous. You are talking from that experience. And so for those who jump into this and never allow God to really take over their lives. 
it's going to be very difficult to preach out of your heart. But I'm saying that, you see, that, that you are on, on autopilot. What you've been doing is good. God is happy that at least you have tried, you have attempted, you're doing. But he, he wants you to get deeper into it. And the deeper you go into it, the more the people will be affected. Let me tell you, if I don't talk to you from my heart, you will not be here. And when you talk to people from your heart, you are able to also share your personal experiences. Because there's nobody who is deep into something who doesn't have an experience. Should I say it again? I said there's nobody who is deep into something who does not have a personal experience about that thing. If you are going to develop your ability to preach and to teach, you have to do it from your heart. You know, um, sometimes some people want to, or they do it. It's, it's common. It's around. Some people like to propose what they call proposal. Some people propose from something they've written. Some people never propose. They just wink an eye like that. Yeah. When I wake me, I, you know I like you. And I do that, you ain't got for said nothing. Once I wink, come let me go along. Come, that's it. I like you. When you wink three times, I like you bad. You ain't got say nothing. <laughs> and there are some girls, they, like, they understand winking. Winking one, winking two, winking three. So, yeah, yeah, so, so, so I say, he's watch me. He's watching, he's staring at me. And from that, you know that it's a proposal. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he said, Oh, can we, can we go for uh, uh, ice cream? He said, Oh, yeah, sure, why not? Because you know it from the winking and from the staring. You, you catch the vibes already. <laughs> you understand how we are. But there are some people, they say all kinds of things. They don't mean it. That's, that's why at least we design the vows and things for you. So you don't come and tell us no rubbish. Put words together and then you can't even do nothing at the end of the day. So you come, we will teach you what we will tell you. I, I, with, with this ring, I do word. I give it as a token of my love and of my faith, which I release now in the name of Jesus. It's better than my dear cherry when I walk into the church there was only one cherry tree I could find I saw green and I saw red I said no I don't want green yes I want red and you are the one of the red and today I go on my knees and say I will take the red and take you higher I said, please please, please. it's too much poem it's too much poem yeah <laughs> Too much. I remember one day a guy was trying to marry a lady in our church and he came to see me at the office and he said, You know, um, you remember? <laughs> the guy said, In the wedding, 
You know, because the girl was in, in, in my church, in our church. And so, you know, he had to come and marry in the church. And, all that. and he was telling me, he wants the girl to come into the church and wait on him, the bridegroom. So, just like how we've, we've all grown up to know, to see in real life, in movies and all of that. He said, no, 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 no. He wants the woman to dress up and come and sit in the church. And everybody should be seated. And he should come as the last person to come for his bride. So I said, buddy, buddy, I said, buddy, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's what you and me talking about. Then he said, oh, he wants to do it like how Jesus is going to come for his bride. So I said, <laughs> over here, that's the way we do it in. And you got to come sit down, be humble, and let the bride come late. It will turn into an argument. And before I realized, the wedding venue had changed. And the girl in our church had gone away with the man to marry in the gardens. Even the the change of venue didn't go far. That same day, we were cleaning gutters around Hebron. And then I saw a pastor and his wife dress up. They came. They said, hey, we came for the wedding. I said, there's no wedding here. So, but they said the wedding was happening. I said, well, there's no wedding here. We're cleaning gutters today. There's no wedding here. Yeah, Jesus is not coming to the first bride. He postponed it. (laughs) He asked the bride to meet him somewhere else. Not here. People, people try to do all kinds of things to show that they love and all of that. It's, it's, let me tell you, out of the depths of, of out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. And if we can do that in our preaching and our teaching, if it is preaching about John 3.16, read it. Meditate on it. Read it. Meditate on it. You see, some people, if, if you give yourself to preaching, I, I said something that you probably didn't take note of. Some people, when they are going for interviews, they want the job so bad. They stand in the mirror. They rehearse. They look for possible questions. They look for answers. They interview, they, they dress up and they go. It's like they are there 15 minutes before the time. I mean, when you are into something and you want something, you prepare, you behave differently. I'm saying that your small group will become one of the largest small groups if you learn to preach and to teach from the depths of your soul. Number two. I'll give you two. Learn to preach by closely following a good preacher. (laughs) So you can learn to preach by closely following a good preacher like I was giving you tips. I was, I was preaching. I was even explaining myself to you how I'm doing it so that you do it. I'm just explaining it to you. And I'm sure, like I said, all you have is point one. Some people are not writing anything at all. And that's how you know that you'll be doing the thing for a long time and you will not be perfect in it because you take things for granted. 
you, you can't even look, you can't even notice the areas that I am operating under to see that, oh, okay, I saw this. I saw that. I picked this thing up. I picked that thing up. It, you see, when you are learning to preach from someone who preaches well, it is not the scriptures and it's not the preaching. No. It is more of the how. How he starts. How he introduces the message. How he preaches it. The points. How he doesn't preach more than two points. Why am I preaching five points in the night? I have not learned to preach well. People don't take more than two points well. Even the two points, many people don't remember. If you're going to learn how to preach and teach well, Learn to preach by closely following a good preacher. If you have the spirit of a child and you are learning, you write things down all the time. You don't write anything down, you are not perfect in this thing I'm talking about. And let us be honest with ourselves. There has never been even one of you who has started a church and maintained a church for 18 years with people. Let us be honest. Let's not joke about it. Show me the person. that cannot, Because you are not learning. You are not humble enough to learn. Disciples, it teaches how to pray, even prayer. Some of you don't know how to pray. You just the tongues, you speak in tongues, so you think you know how to pray. You don't know how to pray. It's true. And you wonder why you are not effective. You are not learning. Not learning, you are not you are not learning to preach by closely following a good preacher. Your pastoral ministry, you are not learning. You think it's it's, it's just a superman osmosis, it just happens, it doesn't just happen. Learn, learn, don't you never say learn because there's no academic year. There's no semester, there's no term, there's no assignment, there's no test, there's no quiz. It doesn't make you feel like you should learn or there's anything to learn. But there's a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn. A lot to learn. Like, like, like here, for example. We have a curfew here in, 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 in some area. You can't come in after 10 p.m. We have a curfew. Why do we have a curfew? Well, you should learn and also have a curfew. <laughs> we have a curfew. If you are part of the Samaritans, you come in at 10 p.m. You don't come in at 10 p.m. You are disciplined. You should ask them. You are disciplined. If you can't take it, good. Are you not Guyanese? Don't you have relatives? Don't you have family? Don't you have a place to say, get out of here? There's curfew here. You can go to uh, 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 
letter. But you have to be here for 10 p.m. <laughs> you, you can go to letter. It's up to you. At 10 p.m. You'll be, you should be here. If you are not here, I'm saying that you should go. You come and your clothes will be outside on the dam. Yeah, you can't come in the gate. Learn. So, oh, when we were, when we were under the, the care of, of the man of God, he used to give us rules to follow. So you can even pick it up and say, ah, so if I also have people who are being trained, who are growing up under my care, I should give them some things. Oh, yes. Be a learner. If there's anything that can push you forward, it's the ability to learn. You write things down. You take note. You see, many people don't take notice of certain things. Oh, yeah. And, and you should know it. Whether you are married or not, they scare you. Yeah. I'm married now, so. You are married? You are married? You know how many, how many years many some people have married for? Because the bigger picture is that anything that happens here is, is, is my, my, my. It's going to be my responsibility. Whether you are big or not. So, so that's why we have to have something so that there's safety. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that you, you stupidio. You know, no, you are under my care. And if you're under my care, tomorrow if there's a problem, I am the one who's going to get the problem. So you will be free and I'll be. So, so you got to do things. You have to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tandy, yeah, if you marry a paramaribo, and Paramaribo brings you to Samaria? Oh. <laughs> well, you, you, it's church that makes you go home late, so you are, you are blessed. You don't even have to. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you have three children and you are here, you have curfew. <laughs> <laughs> children got sleep earlier, you too. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to learn. There are things you have to pick up. Pick, pick, pick. Take notice of them. And try and do the same things if they are good things. And I'm sure some of them are good things. Yeah. Learn to preach by closely. It's not the scripture and the book. It is the how. How do I lead? How do I talk to people? How do I relate with people? It's the how. How do I go about my things? It is the how. You can be a bishop tomorrow, but you can be a bishop and not be a real bishop because you are not learning how a bishop does his things. (laughs) Amen. Stand to your feet, please. Wow, it's late. Hey, it's bedtime. It's 50 minutes to curfew. <laughs> Some people got asleep. Andre has to go and sleep by 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah.
You see how Salome has two children? She had two children one time. It's not easy, It's only one child. Yeah. You, you, you have to be able to handle it. You can handle it. <laughs> don't, 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 don't be crying and calling us to stop our church and our preaching. To come home because children, children fatiguing you. Yeah, man. You have to learn. You have to learn. If you don't learn, you break down. If you don't learn, you become frustrated. When you learn, you'll be able to handle things. And you can learn. You have, you have the ability. God has given you the ability and the strength to learn, to do things, and to, uh, to, you know, to operate at a certain level. You can. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for shepherding, small group leading opportunity to step in that place and to do well. I pray that henceforth we will do things from the bottom of our hearts. We will allow ourselves to be soaked in the spirit of God, to be soaked in the atmosphere of the presence of God, that God will, we will smell God whenever we go out there to talk and to stand for you. We will learn. We will learn this. We learn. May we see things and take note of them. May we see things and, and wonder why and find out why and, and apply the reason for it and, and also move forward. Wisdom can only be justified by its children. And let the wisdom of learning be justified by the fruitfulness that is happening and is going to happen with us in our small groups. I give you praise tonight and I give you glory in Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.